This week's film review is for the film Overcomer, which is produced by Stephen Kendrick and written by Alex Kendrick and Stephen Kendrick. The plot is as follows. Life changes overnight for coach John Harrison after he loses his basketball team and is challenged by the school's principal, Olivia, to coach a new sport he doesn't know or like. As John questions his own worth, he dares to help the least likely runner take on the biggest race of the year. Filled with a powerful mix of faith, humour and heart, this inspirational story will have you on the edge of your seat. So does the plot glorify God? Yes, as it states that faith is part of the story. Does the film content glorify God through his word, use of Bible verses and adhere to his commandments? There is a scene where the principal says, when you place your faith in Jesus, you are a brand new creation. This is a reference from 2 Corinthians 5.17 that says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And then we have uh, Hannah, the student, who was one of the main characters. Uh, She was given an exercise to do by the principal, and that was to read Ephesians 1 and 2 and write down everything that she is in Christ. The other example I have is there's a reference to Jeremiah 29.11, and that says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And Jeremiah 29.11 was referenced in the film too. At the end of the film, there is a, a verse displayed during the end credits, or maybe a little bit before, and it's taken from 1 John 5.5, 5, which says, Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. In terms of the commandments, when I think about the first commandment that there is only one God, Coach John tells a patient that he will pray for him. The other examples that I have is that Coach John tells um, the same patient to pray about a situation concerning his daughter. The principal has a conversation with Hannah about God being the perfect father. There's a scene where the principal and Hannah are in joint prayer. There is a scene where the patient prays to God for help in his difficult situation. There's another scene where Hannah's grandmother prays in her difficult situation, asking God for his strength to forgive. And there is a scene where Hannah witnesses to John the coach in front of a drama group about her identity. We see Hannah witnessing to a small group about God the Creator and how the realization that she is a child of God affected her life. In terms of the commandment to not have any idols, there is a scene where we see the patient confess about a season in his life with drugs and women, and he explains that this was before he repented and went to the Lord. So all of these things were idols for him in his life. And there's also a scene with Coach John, um, realizing too that his career had been an idol for him, and the changes in his job description had made him think that his world was falling apart because he had his career as an idol. And if we think about the commandment to honor parents, 
The examples that make me think of this are, um, for example, Coach John's sons. They have confidence in their parents because of the model uh, of their faith. They are very good role models when it comes to relying on their faith in any season in life. And then we have Hannah's word of honor for her father, and this she is able to do by the grace of God. Thinking about the commandment against theft, there is stealing in the film, and this is shown in the light of sin. Thinking about the commandment to not lie, there's also lying in the film, and again, this is shown in the light of sin. So what Christian standards does the film convey? When it comes to scripture alone, Hannah is directed to the word of God by her principle. And we also see several other characters referencing scripture throughout the film. When it comes to salvation through Christ alone, Coach John is asked who he is, and we see him go through a process in determining what really comes first in his life and what his self-worth is attached to. And then we have Thomas, the patient in hospital. We have his reflection on, on how we think we are good, but we're not by ourselves. We need Christ. And uh, Thomas explains that he was broken and God allowed the brokenness to get his attention. And he goes on to say that, you know, he gave his heart to God because that was the only thing he had left. I thought that was extremely powerful. And then we have the principal's conversation uh, with Hannah about God being the perfect father and about Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. The principal spoke of faith being rooted in belief and belief being a choice. Then we have the Christian standard of our belief of the state of the dead. The pastor at the funeral of the patient reads from John 11.25, and that says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. The pastor goes on to say that the patient was now in the presence of God. However, John 11.25 refers to the resurrection, and the resurrection only happens when Jesus, Jesus returns. People who die before Jesus returns do not go straight to heaven, according to the Bible. The Bible says Jesus collects the dead and living who believe in him when he returns. To give you some references for this, we have 1 Corinthians 15, that talks about all aspects of the resurrection, including what happens to us when we die and when Christ returns. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-17 gives details of the second coming of the Lord, the resurrection of the dead, um, and refers to those who believe in Christ being resurrected. 2 Thessalonians 1, 5-12 gives details of the second coming of Jesus, and Revelation 20 gives details of the second coming of Christ and the resurrection. And the last reference I have, although there are others, is Daniel 12.2, and that refers to the resurrection. It says, those that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to everlasting contempt. When it comes to biblical marriage, John's wife tells him she's praying for him right in the middle of their challenges. John and his wife pray together about decisions they have to make in a difficult situation. And John and his wife pray to God for forgiveness and advice in their difficult situations. Another example concerning John and his wife is that their prayer life was a model for their children. 
because it showed that they were rooted in prayer, whatever the season. In terms of the husband as the head of his home, the spiritual head, we see Coach John's journey as the spiritual leader of his home. And in terms of the recognition of the value of life and blessing in children, we see the patient's realization of the blessing of children and his will to make things right with his own child. In terms of the recognition of the body as the temple of God, there is a scene where the patient explains how he repented over mistreating his body through drugs and promiscuous behavior. Does the film give glory and honor and thanks to God? It certainly does. We see John's family saying grace before their meals. We see the patient's thanks to God for his grace. We see Hannah's thanks to the Lord for her redemption and victory. We see John and his wife's thanks to the Lord for answering their prayers. God has given the glory for redemption and the change of man's heart. We see Hannah's witness to a group of teens about her true identity and who she is. She says, you know, this is this is God's doing and God's revelation. And there's so much more throughout the film that gives glory and honor and thanks to God. Did the film encourage my faith? It certainly did. It's a powerful reminder of the redemption that God gives us through Jesus Christ. What actions did I do as a result of seeing the film? I did mostly reflection on my own redemption, on my own identity, and my self-worth. And I declared my self-worth and my identity and, and what, what that was attached to through my baptism in May of 2017. And I praise the Lord for that. Would I change anything about the film? I would change the pastor's statement about the patient being in the presence of God. It's not biblical. The Bible clearly states that we do not go straight to heaven when we die. We go to heaven when Jesus returns. So if I had had the choice, the pastor's uh, speech of the graveside would have been changed to giving hope to the future coming of Jesus and the resurrection of the dead and the gathering of the dead and the living in Christ, and the future that we have in the heavenly kingdom. As a summary, Overcomer is a powerful film about redemption, our our identity as children of God, and our self-worth through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. It is also a powerful reminder that we go to God by our own free will, and that we may think we have a whole lifetime to make that choice, but tomorrow is promised to no one. So today is the time to go to the Lord and ask for forgiveness for sins and his strength to walk according to his word. I watch the film via iTunes. I want to thank you very much for listening to this review. Until next time, peace be with you.